Hello friends. Once again, it's been more than several weeks. This is a change that I hope you can all get used to as we transition to being a monthly podcast. At the beginning of the pandemic, I had a lot of free time and putting out something weekly was a way for me to manage those intense emotions of the first few months. As time has gone on, emotions still remain intense, but things have just changed. I now host a monthly drink-along series as part of the Juvenalia Collective. I'm working part-time again, and as a result, I have to rearrange my plate a little differently. But don't fret, you'll still get to hear my vocal fry once a month. And if you're looking to support us further, you can still head to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyapod to support us in putting out episodes. I'd like to thank our incredible little horn dogs, Krista Umberfirth, Hallie Alspa, Jackie Perrin, Alyssa Matthews, Sarah Shaw, Kenzie Bazan, Grace Kent, Wiley Gorn, Hannah Grierson, Dante Tapo, Chandler Parrott-Thomas, and Sean McStravick, without whom I might never be able to pod. There will also be more info on the Juvenalia Collective coming soon, which this podcast is a part, but I will save that for next month. Now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 21 of That Do It For You podcast, Shiver My Timbers with Kenzie Bazan. Do you want to rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny on Did That Do It For Ya? With Aurelia Grierson. Hello and welcome to That Do It For You podcast. I am so happy to be sitting here with my lovely friend. Kenzie Bison. Is that Bison or is it Bison? It's Bison, actually. Fuck off! <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up at all, actually. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. But that's okay, because most people have, and it's fine. Say it again? <laughs> it's Bison. Kenzie Bison? Bison. It's not as exciting as people want it to be. I just feel so bad. I'm so sorry that I've been mispronouncing your name. <laughs> well, so we bad. really, I, if I'm being honest, I don't know if I could say your last name. <laughs> We're, Gr- Grierson? Yeah. Grierson. Grierson. Okay. We don't no. say each other's last names, so I don't think you're at fault there. I'm constantly running around this earth calling you Kenzie Bison. So I don't <laughs> Kenzie, I've already forgot. Well, Please help me. It's biz on biz on okay like the biz is on okay like the biz is on <sighs> we're up to a solid start i love it <laughs> oh my god i just like <laughs> i feel like i like our whole friendship has been a lie <laughs> it hasn't i promise you <laughs> it's okay i my so people often mispronounce my last name grierson oh i could see that that's why i was nervous to yeah. say it aloud it's okay my uh my the boss at my internship i was doing before covid happened didn't ever learn my last name he was like grierson the whole time Yikes. And he's my boss. So that feels worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm really happy to be here. I'm so excited. I'm finally on the pod. Oh, you've been you've been scheduled to be here for so long. It's just, you know, life gets so complicated. And I just know I so you. many cool, interesting folks, of which I am so happy that you are definitely among. Oh, thank you. Uh, so Kenzie, where in the world are you? I am currently in my apartment in South Pasadena, California, Ooh. right outside of LA. Ooh. So uh, it's where I've been confined to for the last um, 30 years. So <laughs> It certainly feels that way, doesn't it? It truly does. But I moved here last September, so it's only been about a, a year. <laughs> And how do we know each other? Well, my boyfriend, Mikey, <laughs> was working at a little old place called the Taqueria in Ashland, Oregon. And he was like, 
I've got a really cool coworker named Aurelia and I think you guys would be really good friends. And uh, he was very right about that. <laughs> Truly, yes. So. Uh, yeah, Mikey, I already knew of Mikey when he came to work at the Taqueria and I'm trying to remember where I had seen him perform. Oh yeah, it was the Daedalus Project. Oh yeah. Yes, I'd seen little Mikey. mime stuff. So he was little mime stuff and I was like, well, that kid's really talented. And I was like, so like, blown away and then when he came to work with the taqueria like and I was like I had just started SOU so I was like I kind of know who this person is but like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be cool but then we're like we <laughs> we like became work friends I might have to cut this out and you can't tell Mikey I loved having shifts with Mikey but they were also like the worst shifts yeah I understand what you're saying there <laughs> like we had so much fun working together but like no work happened yeah you know you have those coworkers though where that happens you're like I wish I wasn't doing all the work but I'm having a good time <laughs> I know it kind of like made up for it because like I was entertained I was laughing and smiling and like I rarely did that at that job <laughs> But I hear you. <laughs> but I, I, I still still love Mikey. But then, yes. I went to Horse Girls when you yeah. directed it at SOU. So that was my first time, like, seeing your work. And I was obsessed with it. Uh. And I was like, how do I get to know this person? They're very uh. cool. Uh. And then we went on tour. I feel like I'd seen you a couple times by I that point. I think we'd, but- hung out a few, we'd hung out a few times before then our friend group overlapped. Totally. But then I think we really became friends. I'll never forget it. When... Oh, God. You guys came back from tour. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I can't talk about this before I talk about seeing you in the truth. Because, oh, no, 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 this is like important because like, I mean, I knew I really liked you, but that was the first time I'd, yeah. I saw you in Over the Garden Wall, which was a live action adaptation of the Cartoon Network cartoon. If you haven't seen it, you simply must. It's the best it's thing amazing. ever. It's amazing. You play Greg mm-hmm. in, in that. And I just remember thinking that you like stole the show and that you were so like perfect in that role. It's so funny. <laughs> And I adored it so much. And then I got to see you again in The Truth, which was a show that your company had made, a clown show. Mm -hmm. And once again, you stole the show so completely (laughs) in every Uh. scene that you did. And I was just like, Kenzie's so funny. And I just, (laughs) you were like the little, the the, the baby. And you were like, Papa. The Russian baby mole. Why is life so hard for me? And I lost I, my damn mind. I tend to play a lot of children. That's what I feel comfortable with. You have a, a lovely young face. I love playing like little boys. So that's uh, real. Yeah. So then that was like, I was like, oh, I really, really want to get to know Kenzie. But then you guys went on tour. Fine. Because you were yeah. all being successful with the tour. <laughs> and then you came back and you guys were going to do Over the Garden Wall again. And Mikey yeah. hit, hit me up and was like, hey, can you meet me and Kenzie for drinks tonight? We want to talk about, we want to talk about over the garden. Yeah. So then basically you invited me out to drink so that we, you could talk shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's probably true. It was absolutely true. And I'm going to leave that in. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. We did some of that. (laughs) Okay. The thing is. And I, I think that shit talking kind of gets a bad name because it actually, my therapist says a little bit of it is good, actually. Yeah. I remember we didn't, we weren't like being mean. No, we were just, no, no. You know, we were finding common ground with a lot of mutual friends that we had. Yeah. I think a lot of it also is like in our industry, mm-hmm. 
like if someone asks you about a person and like you don't, if you didn't have a good experience working with them for X, Y, Z reason, like professional reasons, like, like things like that are not just like your own personal beefs. It's kind of your duty to, to be honest and upfront about that. Yeah. Cause I do remember we were asking you about, cause we didn't know a lot of the younger class and we did want to know like, what's it like to work with them? Like, you know, we don't want to deal with a lot of the immature stuff that we went through and did and experienced, you know, in oh, undergraduate. Yeah. So of course. And I, I yeah. think, you know, like, I think it's, it's, it's not so much shit talking. I think that's where people think that like, it's shit talking, but that's not shit talking. Yeah. If you recommend someone and like, yeah. they are constantly late or rude or like not good at <laughs> remembering where they are in a play or entrances or something like that. Like yeah. that's your ass on the line. <laughs> totally. For recommending that person. Yeah. And we took your recommendations and ignored a few um, and it all worked out. <laughs> it's all good. I'm glad it worked out. The most important thing is that it worked out and you got to play Greg again. And we became friends. And we became friends. Like after that day, we were pretty inseparable. I know. I've hung out <laughs> with you a lot. Since we hung out I... a lot. <laughs> Love every minute of it. It's the best. Well, we have really compatible uh, birth charts. We really do. It's incredible, really. Our <laughs> co-star is like off the charts. Off the charts. I think you, because you're an Aries sun and I'm a Sagittarius sun, so. I'm fire across the board. So I have Me a Leo moon and you have a Leo moon. Yes. Sag rising. And I have Sag rising. We have the same moon yes. rising. So, so our have- charts are so similar. It's crazy. <laughs> And I just love that so much because I just never feel like I have to ever explain myself to you. No, I get it. You get everything. You just I'm never worried that I'm gonna like come across too intense or oh. too like you know me. <laughs> I've never once thought, oh Kelsey's too intense. Like every your rationale of like why you do things always makes sense to me. <laughs> same for you it's just so like I know that like I know it's it's the best yeah <laughs> so in heaven it truly is oh so I was so excited to have you on the podcast for these yeah. reasons uh, I'm already having a great time uh, yeah, me too. I'm in my mom's office having a drinky I can't wait to hear my laugh over this recording you have a great laugh I feel like I'm laughing every five seconds because it's uh I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's so fun and a little nerve wracking. Even I know my sister and I were talking about this podcast um, earlier today and we were laughing and I'm like, oh, she's going to listen to this and she <laughs> might like show this to people. People listen so to this. I'm ready for people to know the truth. Okay. <laughs> the truth. <laughs> I mean, on that note, do you want to talk about what we'll be discussing today? Let's do it. So I originally was going to come on this podcast and talk about Robin Hood, the fox. Um, because Robin he Hood. is very cute. I feel like I share that feeling with a lot of people. But two weeks ago, I was watching my cousin, who I haven't like talked to in a while, but we were like reconnecting. She was like, didn't you watch? I remember you telling me you watched Pirates of the Caribbean 97 times when you were little. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I did. I kept track of how many times I watched that movie. We were laughing about it. We're like, let's watch it. So we watched it and it became painfully obvious to me how sexy that movie is. And I texted you right away because I was like, this is what I have to talk about. This shaped me as a human on emotional, sexual, (laughs) creative levels. So 
we are here to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, the Curse of the Black Pearl, specifically. specifically. Yes, yes. That's Not, important to know. The franchise gets a little buck wild. Um, yeah. Okay, so we, I was on a camping trip recently. Uh, part of the campfire conversation is that you had to describe movies in like a few sentences in like a really abstract way. And we mm -hmm. had to guess the movie. So if you had to describe Pirates of the Caribbean like terribly in like a few sentences, like the plot of the movie. Oh my gosh. Let's see. I should have prepped oh, that's you. That's actually this really, I know. I'm not prepared. That's okay. I would say. Yeah, you go. I want to hear yours. <laughs> I'm building it as we go. So this might okay. come slowly. Drunk man enlists pretty boy. <laughs> to help him recover lost item. That's not it though. It's like drunk man enlists pretty boy to steal. To rob zombies. <laughs> yeah, to rob zombies and reclaim his sexy boat. Like he's obsessed with, I need to just, can we just talk about the initial, there's a lot of sexual tension in this movie. Yes. Between, between everybody. Everybody. Specifically Johnny Depp and his boat, Captain Jack Sparrow, <laughs> and the Black Pearl. I think there's a lot going on there. He's obsessed. He's a man obsessed. His um, eyes glimmer every time he talks about it. Yeah. He loves the Black Pearl. So, he loves he it. He truly does. I mean, the first, okay, so like I remember watching this movie when I was young and thinking that young Elizabeth Swan, the kid, mm -hmm. looked like me, first of all. Oh my gosh. I look That's like that me. kid. You kind of do. <laughs> So she's like there, she's like dramatically singing a pirate's life for me. Mm -hmm. And then Mr. Gibbs is like, don't do that. Pirates are in these waters. And she's like, cool. Yeah, I like pirates. I'm different than other girls. Exactly. Set and then, exactly. And then the guy, Commodore Norrington. Yes. Is Ooh. there being fully old already. I know, they put them side by side. Side by side. He just has like a brown wig on. Or is that he's supposed? Hair? Yeah, I no, he's know. like supposed to be younger. And he's like, talks to her about pirates. And then she sees the parasol in the water. And then a young man, a young, a young lad on a piece of driftwood, the Titanic shows driftwood. <laughs> shows she's up. like, she's like, I will take care of you. And then it begins. <laughs> exactly. She's touching his face. She then she sees the black pearl in the distance yeah. probably looking for the boy 100 percent. yeah i don't know why they didn't just go for it then like but there's a lot of plot holes we don't need to get into no 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 yeah so like even immediately from the get-go like elizabeth swan is like touching will turner's face and is like mm, hello yeah they're setting up the pairing you know they're setting up the the whole triangle and it's gross because yeah one of them is a man and the other two are children <laughs> Now we jump to them being older. And of course, the medallion is like always around her boobs. It's like always right there. So her dad shows up and is like, all right, here's a dress. And then she's all mad because like, you know, she's got to go to the, the Commodore's. I want to say coronation, but that is not the word. I was going to say coronation too. <laughs> He's getting like... And not no not inaugurated isn't he becoming the commodore yeah he's he getting is. promoted yeah he's getting promoted to commodore and let me tell you <laughs> i i think he's hot ah! he um he that actor is in things he's in a lot of things he's in uh smash is it smashing or is it smash that like really dumb tv show about broadway smash <laughs> i love it i love it so smash? much 
and he's like, hot in that too. That's interesting. Not my type, but I respect it. I don't know what it was. I think it was just this like he's kind of a villain. Oh and yeah, that's like sexy i'm like yeah you can't have her but you are fine he's like an antagonistic force who is the villain of this story probably him well not barbosa barbosa yeah but okay if we're gonna talk about it i know we were gonna talk about like white colonialism in the caribbean we have to at least mention it <laughs> at least mention it like why should we side with them why on earth are we like they're the good guys like the pirates are just as I don't know. Oh no, that's all bad because there's not like a single like indigenous person in this movie. They are there are very few black people. Yeah, one is like a little like boy that's I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that like makes it's... a face on the dock at Johnny Depp. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, and then the other is the woman Maria. Oh yeah, who's like you stole my boat. And she's great. Like I remember like this. Yeah, I, I wanted more of her. <sighs> I haven't seen this movie in a while, and seeing it now, I was like, can this movie just be about her now like can we shift focus yeah not that like this isn't a gorgeous sexy movie but we do have to acknowledge like this is a movie full of white people that's talking about the caribbean yeah a colonial it's... state it takes place like within a colonial state and it's about like the colonizers so we have to yeah. say that because it's very glaring while we're talking about controversial stuff with this film sure. i do need to bring up johnny depp because we <gasps> are going to talk about him must. um i think it's important to like acknowledge that this movie came out pre a lot of stuff but also you know there's like all the allegations of the domestic abuse but like recently they've come out with he's come out with tapes proving that like he suffered abuse as well it's, there's a yeah, lot of like it's yeah crazy stuff he's a very controversial figure who has oh, clearly a lot going on mentally um, it's just johnny depp was like my first crush as a child like in a oh, lot of his movies edward scissorhands crybaby like all of those movies so i guess when i'm talking about johnny depp in that way it is in this time period before the mm -hmm. uh you know questionable yes. um acts i think a hard thing about celebrity culture is like yeah like you do sort of attach yourselves to these figures and then they are and especially if they're a white man like usually mm -hmm. they've done some bad things yeah i don't think anyone can really chastise you as like a child for like not yeah being <laughs> obsessed with johnny a, yeah for having a crush on johnny Depp. so many people did and like this movie in particular yeah. i think it was like a big thing i have like a signed photo of oh. captain jack sparrow like johnny depp signed it and oh. it's in a frame by my bed and or it used to be not anymore <laughs> i make that sound like it's right over here yeah. um but I kept it there for a long time, but now it's like in a closet at my parents' house and I feel yeah. weird about it. It's like, oh. It's complicated and it's hard. And it could, yeah. you're allowed to like have it be complicated and hard. Gotta throw that out there. <laughs> Gotta throw it out there, you know? You just got, we, we acknowledge that there, that these allegations exist and we believe women and we understand that totally. it's very complicated. And yeah, I do not have all that information, but. I was reading a lot of it today in like preparation for talking Ooh. about Johnny Depp and Ooh. it goes deep and there's lots of stuff that like, you just there's no real facts it's a lot of like recordings and of both it's it's a lot so i don't know if i have an opinion on it um no comment so <laughs> yeah let's just acknowledge let's, it and continue on our way yeah let's uh, dive in yeah let's like let's talk about it. i try i'm trying this new thing where i like try to like go over the plot of the movie because it was brought to my attention sure. that like sometimes people haven't seen the things that we're talking about yeah let's <laughs> 
I don't know to who do hasn't it. seen Pirates of the Caribbean, but like we I know. were, we were, where were we? We had, we were gotten, we had gotten to, Will was, had, Will was about to show up. Like the dad. Yeah. Came, she's like, getting ready. Yeah. And then the dad was like, Ooh, like Commodore Norrington. Yeah. And then Orlando Bloom shows up. Oh, Orlando Bloom. Okay. Orlando Bloom in this movie is a nerd. Okay. He's a nerd. And I was never, I loved him in Lord of the Rings and I really did like him in this movie, but he wasn't necessarily the one that like did it for me. And him and Elizabeth kind of have this like classic setup. It wasn't, I liked the more like dangerous pairings, you know, they were very like, you know, the obvious. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. Sexual pairing. Yes. Orlando Bloom is very much like a pretty boy who shows up and they already have this established connection. And it's like, it's like exactly what you said. He's like not, he's a nerd. He's the obvious choice, which is boring to me. Yes. I mean, of course, not to her dad though. Her dad is like, you're going to marry this old man who knew you when you were 12. Yeah. (laughs) There is this moment that I thought about a lot as a kid. They had like a little flirtation in front of her dad. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how many times have I asked you to call me Elizabeth? <laughs> and then he and acts then all she- proper. And then as she leaves, and like they look at each other longingly as she goes mm-hmm. on her carriage ride. And he's like, Good day. Oh. There's just so yeah. much breathiness. Not a longing. She's like, You were in my dream last night. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> her dad gets all uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. I will admit, like, yeah, they have a lot of like a lot of sexual tension it's very breathy it's very like longing looks and like mm-hmm. forbidden love you know yeah it works Knightley was relatively young when this was filmed and this was only yeah. Orlando Bloom's what like second movie yeah I, I mean Lord of the Rings was his first yeah this was one of the first movies I remember like seeing yeah. him in that was big you know he was like a big deal around then I know I was with you I was always more of a Johnny Depp person mm-hmm. than I think a lot of people were like yes. he's hot Orlando Bloom is hot he just is sure. that's a fact but like he's also hot in a way that I find a little boring yeah I don't typically go for guys that are I don't know just like super I don't I don't know I don't trust saying. I don't really I don't trust like conventionally attractive white men same I don't trust them and like even like in my life the friends I have that are like conventionally attractive white men it took like a while for me to warm up to them I like immediately don't like them at first I just think that there's something wrong here and oftentimes I've been proven right yeah so perhaps that's my thing and I don't know I don't know and in my experience a lot of those types of guys have been very like vapid and surfacey and not interested in being interesting there you go that don't interest me so i don't i don't know orlando bloom personally so i can't speak to him i'm i'm maybe he's a really nice dude i don't know so then do we get is this where we first see captain jack sparrow um yes you get the glimmer of him just like shining (laughs) on top of the boat wind in his hair eyeliner in full just like glory he is just coming to town (laughs) yeah so the article that you sent me had, oh my god! Oh no, not porn. Um, sorry, I opened <laughs> up my Google Chrome and it was immediately porn. <laughs> Damn it! It happened I again. That. <laughs> I sent you like a, a BuzzFeed article. You did, but like there was a quote from it that I wanted to read because I thought it was actually so great. It actually encapsulates the exact like thing that I try to create in my work. Here, I'll read it out loud. So this is an article okay. from BuzzFeed News. Uh, written by Emma O'Connor and the quote says when the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out in 2003 Captain Jack Sparrow was a character the likes of which a generation of young viewers had never seen before 
He wasn't a bland, flaxen-haired Disney hero, and he certainly wasn't the golden boy Orlando Bloom, his foil and Pirates, portrayed. As Depp himself has said in many interviews, the character was the Rolling Stones' Keith Richards combined with the cartoon skunk Pepe Le Pew. A macho but effeminate drunk clown with rock star sex appeal but a cartoonish quality and enough androgyny to be unthreatening. He tapped into, as Catherine Lacey puts it in her book, The Answers, the odd moment before adulthood when you are biologically old enough to know desire but young enough to believe in magic. I was really hoping that you were going to bring that up because when I read that, that's what made me immediately want to send it to you. That was like the perfect description and that's also like every single piece of art that I make, this podcast is about that period of time when you are old enough to know desire, but young enough to believe in magic. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad that, that was, you're on the same, like. I freaked out when I read that. And like, that is such a wonderful description of like why that character is so yeah. hot and unbelievable. He's a fucking pirate. And I also think a lot of that description of his character is thing qualities I find in Mikey that I oh, yeah. find very attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I see it a lot. You an effeminate drunk clown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've always been attracted to men that are a little effeminate because I think it's sexy that men can own that part of them and not feel like threatened and not feel intimidated by it. They embrace it. I think that's super sexy. And I think I do think that yeah. came from this attraction to like Captain Jack? Was that like something that was like awoken from this experience? Possibly. I never really thought about it until <laughs> I rewatched this movie. I don't know. My, my dad and I were having this conversation recently about how rock stars and like Mick Jagger and people like started this like, I don't know, mainstream kind of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like I Johnny Depp like talks about that. It's yeah. like this gender fluid, but it's sexy and it's masculine and it's feminine and it's, I don't know. It breaks the, uh, it breaks the gender binary in such a way. Cause I think there's the narrative of like, what is supposed to be sexy to women? Yeah. That men ingest. And then I think, yeah, like Captain Jack Sparrow, David Bowie, Prince, like yeah. all of these like sexy, effeminate, like androgynous, but also masculine people actually show that that's that what women want is something much more <laughs> fluid in nature. Yeah. And my dad, for context, is like a very conservative farm boy, like very masculine. Even he acknowledges those guys were cool. Like they were really cool. They didn't give a fuck. Whoever you are, I think you identify and find that like interesting, yeah. attractive. And, yeah. And I want to like clarify yeah. something also. It's like, I think that what I just said was like, oh, like what women want and blah, blah, blah. Like, of course, like I'm talking about like cis women and like yes. my own experience is being like socialized as a woman. And like, of course, mm -hmm. like all the spectrum of stuff comes into it. I know actually a lot of queer people who Captain Jack Sparrow is like a big thing for them. And it kind of opens the, the, the gateway to all those other things. Totally. <laughs> oh, well, he's also very funny. And like from yes. the moment that he arrives, you see that he's trying to get like the water out of his boat and he comes in and then everyone on the dock like looks over and they see that him. He's on the, he's on the, the, <sighs> the top of his ship and he's looking out majestically. And then you see that the boat is sinking as perfectly <laughs> in line. So he just takes one foot onto the dock and it's like perfectly level. And like, Amazing. despite his kookiness and like maybe because of it, he is so confident yeah it's just smooth but clumsy it's like 
it but doesn't it's chaotic and perfect i don't know it doesn't take itself seriously mm-hmm. and it's not insecure in the way that traditional masculinity is and can be yeah and i think that's what's so appealing about this character yes it lacks insecurity yeah <laughs> and it lacks seriousness <laughs> how fun (laughs) oh so good so yeah so then he's like very sexy when he does the thing with the money oh yeah he's like we forget the name like "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) what do you say three shillings we forget the name yes so that all happens on the dock and then and he's like trying to steal a boat it's obvious he's like being charming with the two guards and like being funny and she's showing that he's smart and i don't know there's that whole exchange on the dock. Oh, yeah. They have the funny exchange with the two kind of bumbling guards of the ship. And then he learns yeah. about the very fast ship. And then he starts talking about the Black Pearl. And that's when he mm-hmm. gets oh, a sliver in his eye. He does. He's just like, oh, you can tell he is sexually attracted to that ship. <laughs> and I understand. <laughs> Damn, I wish I were that boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that then while, so that's, while that's going on, Commodore Norrington's uh, not inauguration, not coronation, but I guess yeah. promotion. Promotion party. Yeah, his little ceremony. Um, and then he is proposing to Elizabeth, but Elizabeth is wearing a corset for like the first time or something. I don't know. Yeah. Seems I unlikely. don't understand that. It's <laughs> I, just really tight, I guess. It's different. It's like some, what her, da- her dad says, like, it's the latest fashion things in London. That French women wear or whatever. And she's and like, she's sure. Like, women in London must have learned not to breathe. Yeah, of course. Classic line. I don't buy it because the dress she was wearing when she was 12 would have also required a corset. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We can forgive that. But Captain Norrington says the, or Commodore, excuse me now, mm-hmm. says the grossest thing. He's like, you've become a fine young woman. I it's know, like, ew. Ew. <laughs> But there's something about him that I think is sexy. <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I'm here for it a little bit. Listen to each their own. I don't know. Up- he's kind of a buffoon. He's kind of a buffoon. He's like uptight. And there's something about like uptight yeah. people where, you know, you're kind of like, mm. you freak. You freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she passes out and falls into the water. And yeah. while she's in the water, her little medallion goes boom. And, and then Captain Jack Sparrow dives into the water to save her because the buffoons he's standing with can't swim. Very heroic, very sexy. <laughs> They're swirling around in the water together. Yeah, and then he pulls her out, he saves her life, and then he like cuts off her corset. Yeah, like, very hot. With a knife, I like know, right. very hot. Just so like, uh, just like kind of rugged in that way he makes some comment they're like i never would have thought to do that and he's like you've never been to singapore singapore yeah what does that mean (laughs) you're Um, like yeah he gets it (laughs) yeah so then commodore norrington is there and the dad is there and they're both upset and i'm like maybe father you should be more concerned about the fact that this like man who like grew up with your kid as she grew up is like wanting to marry her that's like weirder to me than this man yeah I mean, even if you justify that, like, I mean, I guess you could justify, like, okay, she's, like, 12, and he's, like, 18, but I just don't... That he's not I don't 18. think that's what they were setting up. Like, that's not... He's also just, just not 18. It's just not. He's just, just not. not 18. But anyway, so they're all pissed off because, like, Captain Jack Sparrow is different from them. And then, <laughs> and then he, like, is like, I'm going to shake your hand, but then he tricks him, and he's like, oh, you're a pirate, and you're Captain mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow. It was tattoos. This is tattoos. And then, Bad boys. 
they're doing and then he has this classic line he's like you must be the worst pirate i've ever heard of and then he goes mm-hmm. but you, have, but you heard have heard of me okay we're about to approach one of the sexiest moments in this film in a weird way basically what happens is like they put him in irons and then he's like oh i've been waiting to do this and then he like puts it around <laughs> kira knightley's neck and he's like holding her captive and then i don't know what he's like he has to get his gun out she like makes her turn around and like pull out his i don't know belt or gun or something and he like gives the boys a look and it's like yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh okay her arms are around him yeah. putting on his his like belt and her oh yeah gun. she's putting it on yeah and, and he's like yeah he, you yeah, see he, this He's, he's like, like showboating. He's totally showboating. It's so funny. I love to do this thing when my friends have significant others. Well, no, I'll, let me rephrase that. When the cis women in my life date men, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've done this with Mikey and you. What? I will go in and hug my my woman friend and look the boyfriend right in the eye and go, <laughs> fuck you. Are you serious? I have never, I have had no idea that that The woman never does. The woman never <laughs> does. And it's I'm obsessed so with that. Funny. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> you. Thank you. Just a funny little thing that I do. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You can steal very, it. Anytime. Very similar to this moment, I must say. Oh, yeah. And I think I got it from this moment because I was like watching Johnny Depp be like, ha. <laughs> He's literally with his eyes just saying, fuck you guys. Exactly. I mean, this brings up something interesting, though, that I find keeps coming up again and again on this podcast is young people seeing images of people tied up or Mm -hmm. in bondage in some way and their little brains being like, ooh. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole, I think the whole essence of like pirates, there's something kind of dangerous and BDSM and sexy about it. Oh yeah. The lawlessness. Yeah. there, And that's like a lot of what this movie is. There's the law, there's Commodore Norrington and there's Will even. Will is like so annoying because he's just like, (laughs) he's constantly like doing things for, he finds out he's a pirate and he's like so mad. He's like, oh, I'm like breaking my my I don't know oath to myself and it's like dude live a little yeah it's (laughs) true it feels like there's these like two opposing forces of like the law and lawlessness and even like the pirates have their like pirate code but they're even like breaking their own code a little bit they do look and I love the like the codes are more like guidelines and actual rules yeah so like then after the sexy moment with the belts he runs through town and he gets chased and then he runs into the blacksmith shop Ooh, then we have a steamy moment between Captain Jack Sparrow and Will while they're like sword fighting it out. Yeah, they sword fight around. There's a donkey there. Yeah. They have a sexy moment. Captain Jack Sparrow implies that uh, Will is impotent. Yeah. (laughs) Um, He's like questioning. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Hot. Then he gets hit over the head with with the bottle from the drunk guy. And then he gets arrested. Yes. And he's in the clinker. He's in the clinker. The and then clinker? there's that iconic, the clinker. And then he, there's <laughs> that iconic image of, uh, from the ride. Of, of the dog and of the, the dog with the keys. The yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Beautiful execution. Perfect. When I was seeing this movie as, as a child, I remember seeing that and being so hyped. 
Cause like, I remember yeah. I, like I, I'd been on the ride and I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> it. That's the thing. Like, and it was like, that was going to be like, if the movie was good or not, it was going to be if they included that image. Oh yeah. They included almost every image. I must say mm-hmm. it was done very well. And then the pirates come, right? Show up. They show up. So something that, and I keep wanting to bring this up later, but I think I should just bring it up now. bring it up. Pirates are known to like rape and pillage and plunder and that's their whole deal. But these pirates, I mean, eventually we'll make it clear that they basically like can't have sex. They like don't. So it's like, that's how Disney eliminated the idea that pirates rape people. Yes. Um, yeah by being like well they can't they won't even try elizabeth will be on this boat and it's like she's safe they just want to watch her eat it <laughs> they just want to eat an apple eat whatever. an apple and drink some wine they're just like wanting to live vicariously through her <laughs> yeah so i feel like i don't know no no no. that's interesting to bring up though because i think disney needs disney needs like it needs to neuter even their romantic pairings yeah and that is effectively how they did that for this movie is that they took something that has a very like violent history in terms of rape yeah and they made it comical not that but like they made the pirates the pirates are funny they're not like these scary monsters in the movie well they are but they're just like not sexual monsters you're right yes except captain jack (laughs) This is he's, he's just got enough for the whole crew yeah so then the pirate the pirates show up the pirates from on the black pearl show up and so they are looking for the medallion they're like la 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 i don't know how they know it's her specifically but they know for some reason yeah my sort of justification for this was that they were like we're gonna go to the governor's house because this is the person who's going to have the most money and like gotcha. this is probably going to have a gold piece. So they find her and she's like, Polly! Hello, Poppy. Classic line. With the eyes, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, really scary, actually, as a child. <laughs> Truly. And so then she's she like, the parlay. Parlay, and she goes to the boat. And then Captain Barbosa is like, okay. I forget what agreement they reach. That she'll give them the medallion if they leave the port. But she doesn't specify that she could leave the ship. Yes, and this comes up several times in this movie that you have to be very specific when making arguments with pirates because they'll always find a little loophole. Yeah, and she gives the fake name, William Turner. um, And And that's why they want to keep her. Ding, ding, ding. We need you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she's taken on board the ship. And then the next day, Will Turner wakes up on the ground and he's like, we have to find her. And Commodore Norrington yeah. is an asshole. I know. He's all like passionate. He's like, we have to find her. Like he's super like ultimate romantic, blah, blah, yeah, blah, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Commodore Norrington is essentially like stay in your fucking lane, twerp. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you can't in front of her dad show that you like, like her more than me. Rude. Back up. <laughs> Back the fuck up. So then he's like, uh, I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And so he goes to Captain Jack Sparrow and breaks him out of jail. Yeah. He's like, these, you just need leverage. And he like pops the door open. Yeah. 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 The first he's like, my name is William Turner. And then Jack Sparrow's like, sick. Cool. Here we go. Okay. I'm remembering a moment in the jail cell really quickly. Yeah. Um, so Johnny Depp is like picking the lock with a bone. And then he hears someone and then he like lays on the ground. Ooh. And then he does this little like shimmy shake on the ground. Did you remember seeing that? Vaguely. Did that do it for him? He's like, who wants to know or something like that. He gives some like smirky answer. He like kind of shimmies a little bit. I just remember being like, oh, interesting. <sighs> interesting. <laughs> My tiny brain was like, just <gasps> lighten up. 
listen, my sexual awakening wasn't even like a sexual thing. So like, I know that's how I feel. I found this movie very like exciting and interesting. And I think that excitement now to me translates as like sexual, but back then it was just thrilling. (laughs) Yeah. It's conflated. It's absolutely conflated. Um, yeah. I think that's why like a lot of these things I've talked about have been action movies. Yeah. I think there's that excitement that then when you hit that age where you're old enough to know desire, but young enough to still believe in magic, that's when like the two are kind of conflated and connected. Yeah. Fascinating stuff. So then yeah. they agree. They're going to go, they're going to steal the ship, which they do. I'm kind of skipping over the action-y bits because I find them kind of boring. Yeah. I can't watch an action movie to save my fucking life anymore. I can't like my it's hard. My ADHD is so bad that I cannot like sit through anything. I can't watch anything anymore. Yeah, I've got to take it in like 30 minute TV show. Movies, Mikey, it's like pulling teeth for him to get me to watch a movie. I can't do <laughs> I it. I feel so bad. And then he watches them without me and I get mad. I know. That's Violet like, is the same. Like he watched it without me. Why'd you do that? Um <laughs> I know I do the same thing but yeah so like I will full disclosure I definitely like tweeted and was on Twitter through like most of the action sequences but they still they steal the English boat yes and everyone's like oh Will Turner is with him and the Commodore is like wrong choice so then we we're on the Black Pearl and Elizabeth is there and that's when Captain Barbosa invites her to dinner Oh, this whole scene. This whole scene is very tension-filled. Yeah, it's really interesting. She's in that dress, and they're like, I don't know, there are some, like, threats where they're like, you're alive, they'll be wearing this dress, or you'll be coming to dinner with us, naked. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's that. Whoa, dude. And it's like, they're not going to do anything because they can't get boners. But <laughs> but they try to, like, put in that threat because, like, they she doesn't know that. Do, exactly. And I think they would be excited by the prospect of looking at a naked lady. But yeah, they she is like not this is not a consensual situation. So yeah. So then, she puts on that big ass purple dress. It's a very nice dress. It is. It's very just textured. Very, the very colors nice. are very, like, dark and sexy versus, like, her stuffy. Yeah. <laughs> golden french dress or whatever exactly yeah so then she she thinks that the apple that he wants her to eat is poison but really he's just Mm -hmm. like he's getting real riled up about watching some food i don't know why they keep food on the ship it doesn't make sense to me they're just so i know what the fuck but they're like in case we have a human captive we got to be able to feed it yeah fresh fruit yeah so she's eating and she's like doesn't want to eat it and then it comes out that the pirates are actually cursed because of the the gold that so then they do talk about colonialism a little bit because they talk about cortez and they're like cortez stole a bunch of gold and then he's now cursed yeah they're all cursed and then it's just they're undead essentially they can't die yeah but like in the moonlight they're skeletons and then Mm -hmm. something i really wanted to talk about (laughs) of course of course was this choreographed dance (laughs) and it's not a dance that's not fair but it's this incredibly choreographed moment on this ship yeah he's like running around like looking at all the skeletons and being like ah but then there's like like banging drums like oh yeah they're like banging drums and they're like scrubbing the deck in unison and then like there's the trampoline i'm sorry when they're scrubbing the deck they're ass up they are like in a they're working it (laughs) they really are but there's like there's like all these like movements that they do like in sync it's like very like stylized and then she like falls down and they like are shaking out a sail and then they like pop her up and i'm like yeah they weren't like waiting for her (laughs) 
And it's like, then, so that moment happens and I'm like, this is high camp. And then yes. I love, and that's my favorite moment in the movie. Um, yes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. What, what, what does Captain Barbosa say? He's like, forget ghost stories or whatever. You're in one. I, I know, just something like that. In one. Yeah. Oh, you, oh it's, you, you best start believing in ghost stories. You're in one. <laughs> I will say, Jeffrey Rush is pretty phenomenal in that role. He's great. He never, like did it for me but I just I love him as an actor and I thought he was so good so then they go to Tortuga the yeah Will and Jack and then he gets slapped by some women um slapped a bunch so then that implies that Jack fucks oh yeah a lot I don't believe that Jack is straight though I would very much believe oh that I don't think so Jack is a bisexual pansexual person right like you definitely get at least the implication that if he were hooking up with a bunch of people and like another guy or someone slipped in he'd be like right on more the merrier i know i so wish i mean i think again if this movie was remade today there'd be some different things but i think he would be slapped by a guy and then disney would be like there's an exclusively gay moment in this movie right oh my god <laughs> it's just captain jack sparrow being slapped by a guy classic <laughs> disney you'd wait the whole movie to find out what the moment is and it's like it's a longing look yeah you're like okay fuck you but then they find mr gibbs yeah i love mr gibbs and they find their whole crew yes um, including the hot lady that i wish the movie was about i know she just had i think a lot of also amazing on camera energy like i really liked her i'm just also very interested in this like lady pirate who yeah like she stole, stole my boat, boat bitch so like, she had a boat like yeah. I, what's her story i was just so curious about her and like i loved how she was constantly telling elizabeth that she was stupid <laughs> yeah um oh. i liked her a lot so then they get going and then they all i mean i'm sure other stuff happens but like i'm just trying to get through this as quickly as totally i know we want to get to like the the meat um there's like an ultimate sexy moment that hasn't happened yet so. great well we're working we'll towards get there. it and so then we, we get to the il de muerta right yeah and yeah. they go to the cave they explain the curse they cut her hand yeah and nothing happens it's, yeah nothing happens and he makes some comment of like she's like that was it or whatever he was like we're not gonna waste you waste not yeah you're like oh okay sexy um yeah and nothing happens he gets pissed he like slaps her and she like rolls down a pile of coins <laughs> um okay also we'll talk about this in the on the island scene but Kira Knightley's hair stays flawless from beginning to fucking end of this. Not accurate, but no. she's like on the deserted island and she's just like day one, freshly washed locks. Well, that's just misogyny. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> misogyny and it's fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so then Jack and Will are also there. Yeah. And then Will like knocks out Jack Sparrow because he's like, I'm not going to be a pawn in your game. And he yes. rescues Elizabeth and they get back on the boat. Yes. Be before the pirates realize that like they're gone. Yes, yes, yes. And so they leave Jack behind, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. It's true. I, I stopped. There was like a moment where I was like, I can't pay attention anymore. Yeah. They all get on the boat with the lady pirate who's like, I'm going to take control this and they all take off and so jack is with the ghost pirates yeah they're on their boat and then they have this big like drawn out battle in the middle of the ocean and basically what happens is like they all get captured yeah <laughs> and, and they're all on the ghost ship and they make captain jack sparrow and elizabeth walk the plank yes 
because they're gonna keep will turner because he once again didn't do parlay right or whatever it was they made stupid yeah like he was like the crew yeah no stupid they go free and it's like yeah but you didn't specify where that's yeah, the classic come on you got screwed so they jump into the water and then begins one of the most interesting and titillating scenes of the movie go on the island when yes. they're on the island first of all my number one favorite elizabeth outfit is her like white dress they her like underwear her yeah in front of the crew um but it's a very sexy dress. And I just always pictured myself like running around an island on that, <laughs> that dress. <laughs> it's a great dress. Um, great look, yeah. Her hair is flawless. Yes. She looks incredible. Just yes. the best she's ever looked in this movie. Yes. And her and Jack, like it, it's revealed that like, I don't know, Jack's kind of a fraud. Like the stories about him don't add up. And so they're actually stuck on this island and they get drunk because there's a rum there's seller rum. on the yeah. island. Um, it's like a rum runner island. But like they're dancing around the fire and they're like, I don't know, she's like trying to seduce him, but you don't really realize it at the time quite what's going she's, on. Yeah, she's trying to get him to trust her. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because her whole plan is to like, burn all the realm to set up a smoke signal yes. which she does yeah but in order to do that she needs to get him like so really fucked up drunk. yeah he's just out for yeah. the night yeah but yeah. i don't know she's like kind of really playing the part oh, she's like, like they're very flirtatious with each other and like it's yeah. sort of like implied that they're going like he definitely thinks they're going to yeah for real and i don't know that was that was an interesting scene for me i was like oh yeah i ship this pairing like <laughs> i like them way more <laughs> yeah it is definitely like he's a more interesting person like orlando bloom's character is just very milk toast yeah very, like yeah it's i was really like i was for them in this scene and then in the morning it like yeah they're lying on the beach together and he puts his arm around her and like <laughs> it's not, like as hot as it is like i remember watching it now and being like this is kind of goofy <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah it's so silly we're we're gonna be the greatest couple in the world and we're gonna and they're just like she's just like bullshitting hard they're very and... close to each other's faces and I see why little Kenzie was like, yeah. I was like, kiss, do kiss. it, do it. <laughs> yes. So then they they are rescued because Elizabeth makes the smoke signal, but they're then back in with the English people, which they don't, yeah. they don't like. Oh, but first she's like, spare Captain Jack. Like, oh no, oh, she's yeah. like, you have to go save Will as a wedding present. Like, yeah, will she, you like, do this for me? Yeah, she agrees to marry him, the Commodore, which like, dude, have some self-respect. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's like also obvious, I don't know, I feel bad for him in that moment. So I'm like, she's <laughs> playing you. Dude, don't you like want to marry someone who like is actively excited about marrying you and not doing it because yeah. to save some other dude's life? Do you really think your marriage is going to be happy? Like. <laughs> It's just obvious to me that he's marrying her because she's like attractive and high status. Her reaction to having to go to this thing and see him is so like, uh, like they can't be having like good times. No, no, no. When they hang out. It's exactly what you said. Like she's hot and high status. So like I, I'm invested in this. It's like, dude, you're already like high status enough. Marry someone your own age. It just seems like he knew he was going to marry her from like the beginning of the movie, which I do not like. He's like, don't like pirates because you're going to marry me someday. Ew. <laughs> ew, 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 I know. Ew. I don't like the implications of any of that. Anyway. 
Uh-uh. So then, yeah, you're right. She's like, let's save Will as a wedding present. And then he's like, fine. So then Jack shows up to like stop the pirates from killing Will because they're like, the English Navy is outside. You guys want to be undead when you fight them. Yeah. But then Jack steals a coin. Oh, that little sexy <gasps> little the hand. And the moment of deceit. They like kind of slow it down a little bit and like, like, oof. <laughs> Will catches <laughs> on and then he's like playing into it. He's like, yeah. So then they're all yeah, kind of yeah, in yeah, on yeah. it. And then they fight, 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 fight. And then they defeat the British. Cool. Yeah. And then they're going to fight each other because Jack still really wants the Black Pearl. So then Barbosa and Jack are like are neck and neck. They're fighting. And then we find out that Jack is cursed. Yeah, because he stole the coin. Yeah. And then he's like, that's interesting. And then they just start fighting. And it's like, what's the goal here? Something I wanted to bring to attention to is that he takes uh-huh. the coin and he does that little hand trick with it. The little like running it over <gasps> yes. his bony fingers. Mm. And you're mm. like, you have... T- t- dexterous hands yeah it's like you really know how to work those fingies (laughs) (laughs) so that very hot very cool then he's like i couldn't resist mate and then it's great and then he shoots barbosa and barbosa's like you wasted your one shot because he had like one shot in his gun and then he didn't because will cut his hand on the coin he's like hmm and put oh, it back. Yeah. Forget this is a podcast. You can't see anything that I'm doing. Kenzie like, stuck re- her fist out. Like reenacting parts of the movie with my body. Exactly. <laughs> and so Kenzie sticks her fist out and like Will does too. And he drops the coin in. And then we see that Captain Barbos is bleeding. And then he yes. says, I feel cold. And then he dies. Yeah, a lot of the other pirates die too. I glossed over, I purposefully glossed over, there's a moment in this movie that's really transphobic that I don't want to talk about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and we, we don't acknowledge that, yeah, movies in this era all fucking have just moments of like, wouldn't it be funny if a man wore a dress? Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't really serve the plot at all and no, it doesn't move it in any way. Stupid gag at the expense of trans people. So we're not talking about it, but I wanted to acknowledge it was there, but we don't need to go into it. So yeah, so Captain Marvel's is dead. They leave. We're done. Hooray. Yes. And then we go to the drum roll. Yeah. So they're going to execute Jack. They take Jack back to Port Royal and they're like, it's time to die. And for the first time in the movie, I'm attracted to Will Turner in that big ass hat. So it's just the fact that he's like a pirate. I think so. He's like, the hat is more interesting to me. He's like leveled up a little bit in his interests perfect you know it's a huge hat it's like he's in the crowd and it's obvious he's he's there it's obviously him and like they're like reading off like everything that he's done he laughs at the time that he impersonated a clergyman yeah and then solid just before he gets hung hanged i don't know i've never known not sure well First, he like turns to Elizabeth and he's he says something like, I've always loved you or like, oh, he yeah. does a sexy turnaround. And that's when I was like, I'm here for this. In front of Commodore Norrington, who's just like, I'm not her first choice. That's some like big dick energy right there. He just like does it. Well, he knows that he's about to be in trouble. Anyway, so like he yeah. saves Jack and then they like fight, 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 fight. And then they run there. They're, they reach the end and. Then Commodore Norrington is once again being like, okay, you guys are both going to be arrested and you're both going to be killed. But like the Black Pearl shows up. Yeah. Captain Jack sees that like a bird is like shitting on one of the soldiers and is like, I know that bird. Like they're coming to get me. (laughs) Yeah. So that's when he escapes. Yeah. So then they're there at the thing and then they are like, 
and then Will is like, if you want to kill him, you have to kill me. And then Elizabeth is like, me too. And they're like, okay. Oh, fuck. Like, swords down! And, you know, her dad's all pissed. They're disappointed. And then Captain Jack sees that as, like, his opportunity to, like, sneak on out. Like, finger guns. Like, walk away. And And he says to Elizabeth, it it never would have worked. (laughs) And I love her reaction. It's so funny. It's so good. He's not wrong that it wouldn't have worked out. I just wanted to see them bone once. I just love that he is like, you can pretend all you want that you weren't attracted to me, but we both know you were. Like, that's a <laughs> vital moment with her. I love it. And then he, he jumps into the water and he sees the boat. Then Commodore Norrington is like, you don't want to marry me, do you? And she's like, fuck no. And he's like, okay, yeah. bye. They're like, shouldn't we go after Captain Jack? And he's like, no. We can give him it. a day's head start. And that was a little sexy of him to be like, we'll go after him later yeah like, no he has his moments i just yeah not any of them to do with elizabeth and so then elizabeth and will kiss finally and then jack is reunited with his love too the black pearl, black pearl. <laughs> the ultimate it's, love story was a man in his ship the whole all time all along he like caresses the steering wheel yes, like he's so happy to be home he has his crew he's so happy and then he's singing his song and he's like, drink up me hearties, yo-ho. And he closes his Ugh. compass. And that's the end of the movie. Such a final, like, beautiful final moment. He has that, like, sexy look off into the distance. Like, what trouble are we going to get into next? <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's all very sexy. I think I know what did it for you as a kid. Because we, we've... Yeah. We've- the the sexiness of of this character i was obsessed with johnny depp as a kid but this was really like the turning point it was the first time yeah. i had uh, seen him do anything like i hadn't seen crybaby or edward scissorhands yet but like i saw this movie and i was like Ugh who the fuck like because I also that was like the first time I was like oh this is like a really good actor yeah I think that Pirates was my gateway into the other Johnny Depp movies as well and like we said those exciting moments that you have when you are in that tender age is I, I think it's the excitement that draws that out of you and then totally opens the door to this other kind of excitement I mean that excitement is also very present in this movie yeah I think it just goes to show that the traditional forms of masculinity are not always the thing that is the most attractive it didn't do it for me and (laughs) I am not alone in that I sent you that article where at the beginning they were talking about how a woman married talk about this please okay I must this woman married the spirit of Captain Jack Sparrow. She's legally married to the spirit of him, which is amazing. She like took her children and they sailed off the port of Belfast. Yeah. And she married him at sea. And like there's wedding photos of her and like a photo of Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And, like, this woman also, it's important to note, is, like, she spent a lot of her time being a Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator. Yes. Which is interesting. Yeah. She kind of became, like, really, I don't know. She's, like, it brought me closer to Jack. And, like, I find that very interesting. It's, like, she's obviously identifying with some part of that character. Yes. I've talked about this on the podcast before, and I think it will continue to come up just, like, because of when we grew up and this trope that's existed for so long is that I think for people who are attracted to men, there's a an attraction to freedom and wildness that mirrors our desire 
for freedom and wildness. Yes. I think Jack embodies a lot of what we want to be. Oh, yeah. I think that's very true. I mean, from my personal experience, like, I was, like, a very good kid, like, very scared of authority, very, like, anxious all the time. And, like, the thought of just, like, being wild and, like, running amok and, like, even, like, sex was, like, very scary to me up until I was in late high school. So just the idea of somebody so free and so wild and so like chaotic is sexy. I'm very drawn to that. No, everything about Captain Jack from his gender expression to his Mm -hmm. physical being, the way that he moves in a very like liquid, unrestrained way is like, just like it's pure like freedom and fuck you and like I said earlier it lacks insecurity and it lacks seriousness being socialized as a woman is so restrictive and like in your upbringing especially it sounds very restrictive so like how like just eye-opening to see a character who exists in the antithesis of that yeah I don't know I've always surprised myself with like kind of the expectation of like what kind of partner I was going to have like the expectation of who they were supposed to be and those qualities are not something that I wanted I didn't want the Will Turner like I will shout her from the rooftops I don't want that I that is not interesting to me and so it was fun to watch this movie back and like kind of realize that this is probably where it all started that makes sense all right I have (laughs) as we as we wrap up I have two more questions for you did you ever have any version of the talk no my parents never gave me the talk my sister told me what sex was when I was in like third or fourth grade and I was grossed out (laughs) I distinctly remember bringing it up at a slumber party in like fourth grade and all of us were talking about it we were all like scared and we're like oh my gosh and we just like kept talking about it and then in the morning the girl's mom was like you girls were talking about sex last night. Like, you started that conversation. And I was like, don't say me, don't say me. And all the girls like forgot who brought it up. And I was like, oh God, what a relief. But I was fascinated and everyone else was too. Of course. <laughs> but of my course. parents never, they didn't. I, I don't think my parents are like repressed or anything or like sheltered us. I just think they kind of just assumed we'd, figure it out maybe my my sister would tell me or like (laughs) I learn it in school or something did you learn it in school no actually I missed the day that girls got their period talk or whatever it was you know oh wow I I miss it in school because my parents wanted to go on a vacation (laughs) so I didn't get the most fun day I know but I actually got my period really early so I was like in the know long before it was like (laughs) a thing but yeah I really didn't have any sort of parental or like older people giving me that information or kind of I didn't have anybody to like talk to about it and it was always kind of shameful for me I think because I didn't have anyone that I could just be like I have questions or like is this normal is this weird so I definitely like harbored a lot of shame about it until a late age when I realized that it's not weird <laughs> and it's great that's good yeah. that's yeah yeah all right my last question mm-hmm. Kenzie did that do oh. it for you <laughs> you know it really did it really did it for me thank you 
Well, that did it for me. Hope that did it for you. Thank you so much for listening. That Do It For You is hosted and edited by Aurelia Grierson to the best of their ability. It is produced by Dante Tapo and Chandler Parrott-Thomas. Eleanor Hobson is our media and marketing manager. Our theme song is by Eric Solis, and our visual design is by Margaret Chambers. That Do It For You is a sex-positive podcast with naughty words and mentions of characters I do not own. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at That Do It For You. Be sure to tell your friends about us, rate and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and if you're interested in becoming a monthly donor, you can go to patreon.com slash that do it for you pod to join our horny little community.